Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high-performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there. Um, I am recording this on my phone because I did a bit of a mess up uh, with some technology stuff. So anyway, we're going to go with this. I did this once before in my car. If any of the, uh, if you've listened to any of the early episodes, it seemed to work. So we're going to try it again here and maybe sort out the proper recording for next next week's episode. Um, I am just back from a, a retreat of a few days. Um, and some of that is probably going to come into this uh, podcast episode today. I... Um, at the, I think I might have mentioned in a previous podcast that COVID came into our house in the middle of March, like it has in many houses. We're not unique, um, it, but it, it hit our family hard. And at the start of this week, I was thinking, God, can I even get to this retreat? I don't really feel like it. It really has been lingering. Um, but thankfully for, without a big fan of putting medicine into my body, unless I really have to, but I, I listened to my wife, Judy, the lovely Judy, TLJ, um, who kind of said, talk to the doctor. And he said, right, blast with steroids for four or five days. And I have to say today, as I'm recording this a few days after, uh, when I felt like absolute rubbish, I feel like myself again. So hopefully you can hear that in my voice and let's see what comes out as a result. Um, as I say, back from the retreat, I think I will talk about that again over the coming episodes. Certainly I think there's a little bit of an influence from taking time out. Obviously, when I say back from retreat, I was on the retreat. I wasn't hosting it. I do that. I do host retreats. And again, it was a reminder to me, for me, just the value of just stepping out of the theater of my life, stepping out of the noise of my business, my life, and just giving myself the gift of um, being somewhere without having to put on a show or and just and just being able to listen to myself, but also to others. But really, I was listening to the deeper part of myself. And I think that's part of what I want to talk about today in relation to vision, a very topical thing, um, both in business, but also um, in the self-help world or the personal development world. And I'm certainly somebody who has promoted that in terms of having a vision. I've seen the power of having a vision. I've seen the impossible created from having a compelling vision. And indeed, I've helped people craft visions. Um, I think part of what I've realized over the last 20, 25 years of working in this area is that um, vision has great power. Um, And for most people, generally a vision, certainly when I talk to them at first, it's generally unbalanced. And part of my job is to try and make it uh, 360 or holistic or, you know, that they're, at themselves are in it. I'm just tasting a little coffee there, sneaky coffee, taste for Shane. Um, so today's episode is really about, but let, let's take a little bit of a different view on this because there's so many different angles on vision. Um, what if your vision is a problem? So I'm, I'm going to throw out two things here. Um, the first is, I think it's important to question the source of your vision. Why do you have it? Where is it coming from? That's important. And I'll come back to that in a second. And then the second one, which I'm going to get into a little bit now, is 
it's very important to detach yourself from your vision. And I've learned that myself the hard way because I think um, when a vision comes in, you can get so caught up with it that it really owns you and you don't realize it half the time. So I think it's very important to detach and learn how to detach from a vision. Now, <clears throat> anybody who knows me reasonably well will know that I'll talk about, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, that your mind's like a projector, which essentially is a vision machine. That's one element of your mind and the inner world. And so we're continuously creating pictures on some level. They could be fear-based, they could be optimistic-based, they could be um, almost like going for the impossible dream, they could be um, remembering something from the past. But your mind is a vision machine, whether you like it or not. Now, when people got caught up, is like, well, what's my thing? What's what's what? What am I supposed to do? What's the right path? And very often, that can cause the problem. But if you're too caught up with your vision, either looking for it, trying to figure it out, or indeed, if you have a clear one and it becomes consuming, um, the problem is with that is that it becomes almost a definition. It defines your mood. So if it's going well, great. But if it's not going well, which at some point it won't, because that's life, it will affect your mood, and that is a dangerous thing. So basically, how you're doing in, towards your vision is going to determine how you feel today. And I have done that. And I've gone up and I've gone down to the depths of depression because of where I was telling myself it was in relation to my vision. So that's that's the vision consuming you. And I think in some cases, I was talking to um, a top athlete recently, somebody who won a medal at the Commonwealth Games, and they were just explaining to me that they had a clear vision to do uh, well in their sporting career, but what you'll often hear with a lot of top athletes is that it, that vision is so consuming and it requires so much that really there's no time for anything else in terms of relationships. It's a very selfish, sing, singular activity, which is fine if you're completely aware of that. But a lot of the time in life, we can we can all do the same thing no matter what field we are, whether it's music or business um, or sports or, or teaching or whatever it is. We just have to think through, well, what are the consequences here? And am I willing to pay the price um, really on all levels, health, and for business people, a lot of the time they pay a huge, huge, unnecessary price for their health because they are consumed with this vision. Now, when I get there, then I will look after myself. Then I will take time for the family. Then I will uh, go to the gym or then I will, you know, uh, relax and learn all the different things. And I've seen time after time again, the danger and the folly of telling yourself a story like that. So I think I've learned myself from myself making mistakes and then seeing it with people around me and working with people in this area or in this way is it's really important to just say, you know what, I'm switching off the vision. I'm just going to be here. And there is, I think, something more powerful and more beautiful in that. Um, the, the other point that I mentioned was at the start was around it's important to question the source of your vision, the source of your vision. Like, where is it coming from? Why do I have this vision? Um, at an extreme level, as I'm recording this episode, you know, Europe is seeing war for the first time since the mid-1940s and with Russia invading Ukraine. And I'm guessing if we got inside the mind of the Russian leader, Putin, Vladimir Putin, that we would see that he has some sort of story there around, well, you know, we want to, we want to, we we've invaded Ukraine because A, maybe, I don't know, Russia started there in Kiev. That's the origins of Russia. Maybe a lot of the people there on the eastern side 
claim Russian heritage and we're there to protect them, true or not, but that's the story. And maybe we also want to use it for power and security and to protect against NATO. Maybe it's to do with global domination, who knows. But I think we can probably all agree that it's probably not coming from a centered, holistic place because once people start dying, to me, that's the flag that kind of goes, okay, the, the, the vision can't be, it can't be natural. Nature doesn't really seem to do that or doesn't want to do that necessarily to that extreme level. Um, so that's, a, that's an issue. So you'd have to ask, well, where's that vision coming from? Obviously, it's coming from Putin's past. It's coming from something that perhaps of how he sees the world, which has been influenced by maybe experiences or information or knowledge that he has. And he sees a certain way. And in a previous podcast, I was talking about the lens in the projector. And, but what, what like, nobody ever questions, where's that film coming from? Or even if there's a scratch on the lens. So there might be a little scratch in the lens. And that scratch is maybe to do with a trauma from the past or something that happened that, they did, that, you, did, that you didn't like. And that scratch is on the lens. It's not even the film, but it's distorting everything that it projects through. Now, if you know the scratch is there, that is a help. It's a big, big help. And that's where... You know, for example, if someone says, well, what's an example of working on yourself? It's kind of where you're willing to kind of go into the projector of your mind or your, your inner world and say, well, what are the scratches that might be there? And actually, as it turns out, that's one of the things that I was digging into myself on the retreat that I mentioned is that, okay, well, what are the scratches? Like, why, why have I pursued a certain angle? Say, for example, even with this podcast or the work that I do, as I've mentioned very early on in this series, that I had a very severe bout of depression which which very nearly ended in my suicide and that's not a joke I'm not saying that lightly that's the truth um but that created a scratch a big scratch on my lens and for a long time that determined what I did or didn't do it also determined how I felt and didn't feel about myself and how I saw perhaps you or other people it also defined I guess my work my path it changed my life and um but again, this comes back to that that has now influenced my vision. Now you could say, is that a good or bad thing? I don't know, but that's what it is. My challenge is that I have to be the one in control of that. I'm aware that it's there. There's parts of it that I really value and like, and there's parts that I kind of go, no. Because sometimes when you when you go through that kind of level of pain um, and you can see it happening in others, sometimes you may want to step in and assist when actually when you shouldn't be. That's something I had to learn is that if, you know, by, by understanding that recognizing the scratch and knowing when not to let it influence me, um, I can see it. I'd say, okay, do you know what I'm choosing though? Not to follow its lead there today, because I know it's better for the person for me not to engage. And that comes back to being centered and clear and aware, I guess. Um, I've worked with many, many people who, and I've helped many people make a lot of money or people who, who have met who already had a lot of money. And the majority of them, um, they have built that wealth financially either because of their ego, as in they wanted to achieve a certain thing, but that's coming from an insecurity, as in, like, well, I want to prove myself. Or they might have come from extreme poverty, and that might be the scratch in the lens that is driving everything. And I remember having a, ch a chat with an entrepreneur in the US where he, this guy, wealthiest, probably one of the wealthiest guys I've ever met, more money than he could ever spend. But we had this amazing conversation at one point after a bit of work that we did together where we talked about money. He was saying, you know, it's funny, I can't say it to everybody, but because everyone thinks you're full of it, full of SH1T, that money isn't the answer. Yet everybody is 
has a has a vision to get more money, which money is vital, it's important. But very often if you're going after the money and that's the vision, um, you sacrifice something else. And you, it's only until you get the money you realize, oh, what I thought the money was going to give me or the wealth or whatever story I was telling myself, this vision, when you get there and you get it, then you realize, oh, crap, it's not giving me what I thought it was going to give me. <laughs> and that's the danger of the vision. And I've gone through this myself many times. I still have to watch it a lot. And a lot of the time when you're talking, I can see it in people's eyes when you're working with them for the first time, especially early on. You can see that they're thinking, well, yeah, but that's you. It's not me. Yeah, when I get there, it'll be different. And it never is. And maybe you just have to go through it yourself. Um, but maybe if you've already achieved something that was at one point a vision or you know, almost the impossible vision for you. And I'm sure if you're listening to this type of podcast, you probably have. I'm sure you can relate to having a situation where you've achieved it and then afterwards like, oh, it didn't really give me what I wanted. And, and vision is an amazing thing. I don't want to talk it down because it is. It's incredible. It can create amazing things and it does. And that's one of the gifts we have as humans. Um, I remember a few years ago, I uh, maybe four years ago, I kind of made a decision though myself to drop as an experiment. Myself and my friend were talking, drop my attachment or attempt to drop all my attachment to visions. Stop having a three-year vision. Stop having whatever and just let them go and just kind of be more um, opportunity-centric in terms of trusting the flow, perhaps. And that was very difficult and challenging, but it did reveal some interesting things to me that visions come in. Sometimes you don't know where they come from, but if you're conscious about them, they can be very interesting. And also, um, nature sometimes provides the opportunity to spark that vision. Um, but again, the watch out to me is, you know, uh, making sure that going back to the two points, detach yourself from your vision regularly. It's important to step back and say, well, maybe is the vision still serving? Is it the right vision? Where is it coming from? Which is what I've been doing myself over the last week. Um, and allowing space for perhaps something new to come in. And that's what I feel myself. There's something stirring on the back of the last few days, which perhaps might feed and probably will fit into maybe a new sense of direction. Um, and so it's important to question the vision. And there's lots, lots more I could talk about here. But so if we bring it back to you, where are you with this? Where are you with vision? Are you putting yourself under pressure to have a vision? I mean, my advice is probably if you are, to back off. Focus on yourself first. Focus on yeah, your own capability in the moment. Focus on doing your best with what's around you in the short term. Because key to that, key to getting a vision is relaxing your mind. If you do have one, what do you feel the vision was going to give you? And when I get there, then I will do this or then I will feel this. If that's what you're doing, like I think most people do, my advice is to watch that because it is generally a cul-de-sac. Another question to consider is what might be a scratch that's influenced your vision? And I'm not saying that that's wrong because that might be well your path, your real work. But let's be clear about what the scratch is. What might it be? So these are the ramblings of uh, an Irishman on the east coast of Ireland today. I'm recording this Saturday the 9th of April. <laughs> this has been published on the 11th. I hope it makes some sense to you. Bottom line, from my point of view, vision is incredibly powerful. It's a gift. Um, it's an amazing attribute of being a human being. But I do believe we need to question its source. I do believe we need to look at 
what are the consequences of our, of our pursuit of this vision? How are we engaged or overly attached to it? And even to look at its potential hold on you, because as, as I'm learning and as I've learned myself, it's great also to, and it's okay at times to have absolutely no vision, perhaps maybe to wait for something to come in. And that, while it's perhaps in the middle of, the, of uncertainty or in the unknown, maybe is the greatest adventure of, of all. Okay, thanks for being with me. Bye-bye.